0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: This episode is brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. Made with a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. To learn more, visit rt11.com.
2: Welcome to Life's Banquet, the Godcast, a podcast about God, (laughs) with me, your host, Gilbert Gottfried, and
3: (laughs) me, the voice of Aladdin, Steve
2: from um, Full House. Right, exactly. I don't know what his real name is. I think it might be Steve. That's fine. That's fine. So, guys, RIP Gilbert Gottfried to one of the most unique voices in the entire world. May you rest easy, my friend. This show is dedicated to you. Now, how about the movie Problem Child? A great Gottfried vehicle.
3: Yes. Is he also in Problem Child 2? Yeah. He's in both of them,
2: I think. Who does he play in it? I don't remember him. Gilbert Gottfried is like the, kind of like the bat. Isn't he like in charge of placing the Problem Child in the home? Uh, Oh, sure. That
3: sounds right to me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, but anyway, sad news, hard week, mass shooting in New York City, really awful, very weird. Um, but we're here not to bring you down, folks. We're here to bring you up with the Lord. Now, let me tell you about my friend, Jesus Christ. Nicole, are you ready?
3: (laughs) Yeah, Zara converted to Christianity
2: after Uh, the shooting. uh, Literally nobody knows anything less about religion than me.
3: Well... Um, You know, you know. Okay, here's the thing. I think living in New York, you do know more about religion than you would normally if you just like were completely disconnected because of offsides parking. So, oh my god, that's true. Which is today? I was telling you guys, or I was telling my coworkers the other day. We were talking about Jesus rising from the dead, and then I was like, but then there's also this other. Catholic holiday called the Ascension, which is 30 days later, where you don't have to park, you don't have to follow offsides parking. And so I used to get an email, I think I still get it, that tells you all the days that you don't have to observe offsides parking. And so as a result, I know every Catholic holiday, and there are many of them. And then, of course, there's the amazing period of time during like Passover and Easter and Ramadan where you don't have to move your car for like a month.
2: That's for me, Nicole, today. Thursday, April fucking 14th. Yes, thank you. I'm happy too. So I woke up this morning. We record the podcast at 1 p.m. Alternate side street parking. I know this is very interesting, especially for any listener that doesn't have a car and doesn't live in New York City. Um, (laughs) But is that 1130? And then you have to move your car back at 1 and we record at 1. So all morning I was like having anxiety about like, oh, okay, great. I'm going to have to do this. It's like a lot of planning because it's not even like that easy. Sometimes there's not a spot, whatever. You have to take like an hour to find a spot, yeah exactly so I woke up early I got a basketball yesterday now I'm into um, basketball I'm, okay there's courts that are down by Brooklyn Bridge Park overlooking the water so fun you so, just played basketball by yourself yeah I just shot hoops for like an hour it was so so awesome great workout. People, so much fun
3: did people see you
2: yeah of course I mean there wasn't really that many people there but what I don't I mean I don't care I'm pretty I'm pretty decent but anyway, then I realized it was Passover, and I didn't have to move my car, yada, yada, yada. Here I am, I'm wearing a dress. I had extra time to get dressed up. I look fabulous, folks. Take well, my word like for it.
3: The top. <laughs> Don't
2: okay. take my word for it. Take my word for it.
3: Um, well, yeah. great. I'm glad you're wearing your Easter dress. Yeah, um, I'm wearing an
2: Easter dress. I fucking played basketball. I'm wearing glasses. I just ate some hummus. I'm having a fucking day. It's 80 degrees in New York City.
3: It's only 57 degrees here, but it is very sunny, so we have that at least. Um, what was I going to say? No, oh, I news. just think the ascension is so weird. So basically Jesus rises from the dead and then like for 30 days he just like wanders around catching up with all of his friends who thought he was dead. And then <laughs> he just gets beamed up to heaven by God. And he's like, peace forever. Now I'm going to go live in like literally the most boring place on earth, heaven. <laughs>
2: um, heaven is a place on earth. Um, <laughs> the song says so. Now, here's the thing about Like, I mean, I guess we're gonna lose half our listener right now, who, as we know, is half Catholic or Christian, whatever. Um, (laughs) Are we supposed to, are you supposed to like believe that these things actually happen? Like, when people read the Bible, they're like, and then that happened? Or is it supposed to be like a metaphor?
3: Mm, I think there are two multiple, many camps about that. Um, There are definitely people who take the Bible for literally truth. Right.
2: But at the same Um, time, can't wrap their head around trans people.
3: mm -hmm, They're nutty. Um, But speaking of people who may or may not have read the Bible, last week we pointed out that Benifer might have gotten engaged. And literally the next day, they announced that they had gotten engaged. We were scooped. I know.
2: We missed it. Or did we
3: scoop everyone? I don't really know what scoop
2: means. what fucking uh, weird people do to their bagel, unfortunately. Crimes against Mm, bagels.
3: Yes. So they got engaged. New information has come to light that Ben proposed to Jen while she was in a bubble bath, which means it was such a wet, foamy mess when she, you know, grabbed her face and started crying like people do when they get proposed to. And then when he's like, she probably like jumped around and like just splashed water everywhere. And all the maids had to like clean it up. And then he's putting like her ring on her soapy bath bubble hand. And then presumably maybe he like got in the tub with her with all his clothes on. It's just like a exactly. mess. It's that's a exactly
2: mess. That's exactly what happened. He got in the tub with her with all his clothes on and they did the, there was like a scene out of a, out of a J-Lo movie, which I would know a lot about because I've watched basically every J-Lo movie this week for no reason, no, but I really a, enjoyed them. I
3: don't think that's true. But, um, he, to me, there's no worse sensation on earth than like having wet jeans on like so I just feel like maybe he was wearing sweatpants which would maybe be worse um yeah, so it's just not know. worth it to me to jump into a tub or a pool with clothes on I don't like that it's not my vibe
2: yeah no it's very heavy it'll bring you right down if you're not a good swimmer even in a bath clothes you'll drown. Yeah, drown, immediately you. drown
3: yeah yeah um, um
2: I like to think she got soap in her eyes
3: Oh, yeah. When Soap Gets in Your Eyes. it's a great song.
2: <clears throat> well, it's very exciting. Oh. To the happy couple, congratulations. And you were more popular this week than the mass shooting on the New York City subway. So brava to you, too. <laughs> Unbelievable.
3: Um, Oh, I started watching a TV show that's not J-Lo related, but I really am into it so what is far. It? It's called Severance. It's on Apple TV, which is kind of annoying. Um...
2: I've heard it's really good.
3: It's so good. And it's like, you know, a sci-fi mystery thriller and you're immediately like sucked in, which is great. Um, But yeah, I've only got two and John Turturro's in it, um, who is a magical, magical being. Um, I am already sucked in. I've only watched two episodes, so I can't wait to see what happens. What are they doing inside that office? We don't
2: know. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, I have, unfortunately, as I mentioned, watched a lot of J-Lo movies this week. Uh, the worst of which I think was Made in Manhattan, which we chatted about last night when we were talking.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I don't even like understand how. Like, I, I mean, I understand there's a whole podcast with this very name, but like, I don't understand how this get ma- got made. Like, why? Like, why do they think that Ray Finds, like an Academy Award winning dramatic actor, The English Patient, God knows what else he was in. I don't know anything else about him Is really. He but he,
3: The he's English British. Patient.
2: He is the English patient. Yeah, Oh, also. sorry. That it, was Gilbert Gottfried.
3: Is he in the Constant Gardener? He's in like He's, multiple yes. word movies.
2: And he is a Constant Gardener. He's Loves in Gardner. Schindler's
3: List. That was his breakout role, I think.
2: Yes, he was also in Schindler's List and also in Made in Manhattan, a <laughs> movie which describes J-Lo as Mediterranean.
3: Mm-hmm. Very also, confusing. Like the chemistry between them is so confusing to me. I don't... I mean, it was a different time. What year did that movie come out? 2000?
2: I mean, in the twenties, by <laughs> presuming by like <laughs> the level of aware- awareness. Yeah, um, yeah.
3: I mean, we blame J Lo for making. This is what I was saying last night, We make blame her for making these shitty movies, but I think that she was just like struggling to compete with other like white mega America sweethearts at the time, and so she was just getting the crappy movies. So well, she got paid for know, them.
2: So good for her. It's not,
3: It's not her fault. No, it's not her fault. She was in so many movies that were bad, except for Out of Sight, which is an excellent film.
2: Excellent movie, and and Hustlers was good. And to be frank, like she's actually like a good actress, and I think that if she was given like some more dynamic roles, as we saw in Out of Sight, she would like be great. Um, but Made of Manhattan is a no. <laughs> That's a no for me, dog. They basically put poor Bob Hoskins, who was like on death's doorstep in this movie, squished him <laughs> into like a tuxedo and made him some kind of like he was like and also the whole movie is like about the quest to become like a manager not that that is not like a good it's not a good or bad job it's just a job it's fine sure but like she was so obsessed with becoming a manager and then at the end they had fake magazine headlines where she starts her own manager company just like doesn't say um, what they manage She's just starts a <laughs> manager company she's like <laughs>
3: i have here a list of many managers. If you need them, come on over to my business area. Yeah,
2: I just have managers. They're all wearing a different co- colored blazer. I'm like, mm. this is like a movie that like a child would write when like your kid, when you're a kid and you go upstairs with your friends at like a play date and you're like, let's write a movie. Okay, I own a manager company. <laughs> cool, wow. I own a silly putty store.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I own an ice skating rink. That's probably a real <laughs> thing you can do. Um,
2: <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it is. However, I understand where you're coming from. Maybe in Manhattan. I don't know. I would watch it again though. And I also watched Monster in Law with America's literal sweetheart, Jane Fonda, and mm-hmm. uh, and J Lo, and Michael Vartan, who is one of the hottest people ever. I don't know why his career never went anywhere. But I don't is, even know who that is. He's a fucking dreamboat. He came on the screen, and I literally dropped my jaw. I'm not. I'm saying literally <laughs> in the Webster's definition, like my jaw dropped down from my top jaw. The bottom dropped from the top. Hot. It was Michael Vartan literally unhinged. Get it? Yeah, I became unhinged for Michael Vartan. Who has it?
3: Um, yeah. That reminds me, I made a very gruesome Stephen King novel. At some point, this woman reaches inside a guy's mouth and literally unhinges his jaw. And then it just sort of hangs in his skin and flops around. And I don't like that.
2: Well, that's what happened to me when I saw Michael <laughs> Vartan step on <laughs> date screen right he was jogging down the beach without a shirt on so JLo, i'm sorry after this we can move on but like so JLo's like reading her horoscope she plays a dog walker she's on the beach with like 27 dogs and i then, thought she was a maid like, oh this maid is, maid is for monster-in-law okay. monster-in-law she's a dog walker but mm-hmm. she can't just be like a, a person with a non like i don't know it's just not again not that there's anything wrong with dog walkers or maids obviously there's but, plenty
3: of like Movies where people become dog walkers or they are dog walkers. Like There's the, a lot of,
2: it's in popular. her shoes
3: when she like leaves her corporate career, she just starts walking dogs to sort of find herself. But obviously, right. in order to support herself on a dog walking salary, she had to have a bunch of savings from her corporate job. Okay.
2: <laughs> it's great. It's a great way to keep your butt toned, folks. Dog walking. Sure. Walking right there. I don't right think you're really title. supposed
3: to have 30 at a time. People do it in New York, but I'm like, I don't think this is right.
2: No, it's not. It's not fair to the dogs. They don't get any of your attention. But um, so anyway, she's on the beach with all these dogs, and she's reading horoscopes to the different dogs. And then she reads her own. That Like, today, she literally is like, today, uh, it says, today you'll meet a man of your, the man of your dreams and fall in love. And then she looks up, and Michael Vartan runs in front of her. And then.
3: <laughs> and then she chases him?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then her and all the dogs Chase after him. He gets attacked by dogs. He spends a lot of time in the hospital. It's a little where you were sleeping. Uh, where where you were sleeping while you were sleeping. Where you were sleeping is the follow up. Okay. Hello. Well,
3: let's move on from this discussion of a movie that came out seventy five years ago.
2: Okay, so today, folks, we're doing part two <laughs> of the Bean episode, and it's about to get really beany up in here. Hmm. Um, like Beanie Siegel, your favorite rapper.
3: I don't know who that is, but um, I bet they're great. <clears throat> so I'm going to talk to you guys about Beanie Babies, America's favorite bean-related topic. Um, and the whole crazy Beanie Baby bubble that happened in the 90s, because the 90s were a really wild time to be alive. Um, so this all started by a t- toy company owner named Ty Warner, no relation to Time Warner or Tyne Daily. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had a company called Ty Inc., clever name. He was like, hey, I want to create an affordable stuffed animal that's made in China. And everyone's like, whatever you want, is fine. Um, so he debuted the Beanie Babies at a toy fair in 1993 the og beanie babies were legs the frog squealer the pig spot the dog splash the whale patty the platypus flash the dolphin cubby the bear and pinchers the lobster
2: pinchers
3: so that seems like too many to me but whatever
2: the platypus gets no play i have to be honest it's wonderful to finally see platypi represented <laughs> in you know in stuffed animal culture finally
3: in the year 1993 yeah um so The reason why, basically, Ty created this bubble on purpose. It was his sort of plan. Um, And his plan was that he only put them in local gift shops. So he wouldn't put them in major retailers. Um, And he also only gave each gift shop 36 of each Beanie Baby. So basically, from the beginning, he's creating scarcity, which is a little economic lesson here involved in this story for you folks um the scarcity is what makes things go up in value so if there's a high demand low amount then things go up in value um
2: supply and demand
3: early collectors created a cottage industry so at the beginning it was literally just these three women in naperville which is a very wealthy suburb of chicago um that just sort of started collecting them. And they would just go around to all the local gift shops in their neighborhood and just start buying them. And they made the little like local cottage industry. Um, And then that's probably all that would have ever came of it. But then the internet happened. Also, these women were like, it was a literal industry. Like they, they're the ones who created the little plastic heart shaped thing to go over the tag to keep it like pure or whatever. Um, they made a price book all by themselves. Um, they, and they were on, they were just like sort of the whole market was them. Um, then the internet happened. So it was 1995. eBay got invented. Um, and within two years, Beanie Babies accounted for 10% of all sales on eBay, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, Then Thai Inc. was the first business to produce a business-to-consumer website designed to engage the audience. So basically what that means is at that time in 95, only 14% of the entire country of America was using the internet. Um, But what they did was they took these little beanie baby tags and put poems on them. And at the bottom of the poem, it had the website. And they're like, go to our website. And people flooded to the website. It became the first most likely the first internet sensation.
2: Really? Um, After or before pets.com. That was very popular as well. People like pets is what I think I'm learning from this. Think we're going to real-
3: talk about pets.com later, so settle down. Are we really? um, Oh
2: my god, I can't wait. Love pets. So, so- <laughs> love <laughs> I mean pets. briefly.
3: Um so yeah, so this is 95 by 97 we're talking probably peak craze and that's when McDonald's and Ty created the teeny beanies. So this is where you would go buy a happy meal and inside you would get a little teeny beanie baby. Um, and people freaked the fuck out. They would go to McDonald's all over their neighborhoods, like every McDonald's in their town, throw out all of the happy meal into the trash, um, just to get the beanie babies. Cause you never knew which one came in your happy meal. Um,
2: and it smelled so, like french fries. Was it covered in grease? I don't remember this. I mean, I do there, remember it, but I don't remember how it all
3: They out. were in little plastic bags. Okay. Sealed plastic bags. They were inside um, the
2: hamburger. hmm Yeah. <laughs>
3: so that was kind of the height of the craze. People, um, at one point, there was a truck in Atlanta carrying teeny beanies and it like the door flew open and beanie babies flew all over the highway. And there's footage, there's like news footage, and this is like a highway in Atlanta, like a multi-lane highway. There's news footage of people stopping their cars in the middle of the fucking highway during traffic, jumping out, grabbing as many beanie babies as they can, and, like risking their lives basically to get these fucking beanie babies. Oh my god. Yeah. Um also one person was killed in a beanie baby dispute. Um they wow, what shot.
2: happened?
3: The person it looks like the person I don't know if this is this yeah, there was only one person, I think. But this guy basically came in and tried to rob a gift shop. He he just wanted all the beanie babies and the guy like resisted, so then he shot him. Um there's also like a famous couple that got divorced and they couldn't just they had to like have a judge intervene. And so there's a picture of them in the courtroom like with a pile of Beanie Babies just like on the floor in front of the judge's desk, just like in 30 miracle on 34th street, when they put all the letters on the judge's stand. (laughs) Um, And the judge literally is like one, one by one, each of you is going to go over to the pile, pick one Beanie Baby. And we're going to sit here and watch you do this until it's all, they're all gone."
2: Oh my God. Um, It's so disturbing. And we think like now we're like, Oh, we're in the end times, but that is a sign of end times as well. And, I mean, I guess it's like similar. It's close in history if we're to look at it from a larger view. But this was Um, the beginning of the end.
3: There was also um, an event in Connecticut where grown people trampled over children in order to get the Jerry Garcia tie-dye bear when it was released. They trampled children. Um, Then there was the 77-year-old Chicago native beanie bandit who sold he stole 1.2 million dollars worth of beanies and put them in his storage locker hopefully he resold them before the bubble burst but we'll never know
2: how did he do that how did he get that many beanie babies or was it just like one or two that were worth like a ton of money
3: no i think that he stole
2: like an actual like shipment oh my god are you you're gonna obviously talk about which one was like the most popular one i can't remember what it was but it was like something red right
3: i mean i tried to look it up. it's just there's so many different ones that are at different varying times popular. The Princess Diana bear was, like, kind of a big deal. I remember um, one,
2: though, when I was in middle school that was, like, so insanely popular. It was red, like, a red pig or a red bull. Maybe. Something. I don't
3: know. There's like like, are just... I didn't have time to really, like, go in and, like, find out which ones were the most popular. At, right. at one point, when I was young, this pig one was really rare and, pop, like, worth a lot I of money. I think but. that's
2: what it was. I think it was a red pig. the
3: original squealer is pink but i don't know
2: it was a red bear oh no it was a red bull it was a red bull or a red Red dog i don't know something red okay i'm we'll get on this folks stop yelling at your we know (laughs) we know that we're fucking up but we will figure it out okay go on nicole
3: Um, so in 1998, Thai Inc. was worth $1 billion in annual what? sale, mostly from Beanie Babies. They also made other toys, but they weren't nearly as popular. Um, and then basically things just started to, the bubble started to burst. So that next year, um, so the other way that they created scarcity is they would retire Beanie Babies. So you would retire a bear. They'd be like, we're no longer going to make it. It would immediately become like way more popular and way more valuable. Um, but in 98, he announced the retirement of multiple beanies, and their prices didn't go up. Um, um, then people panicked and started reselling all of their beanie babies. And then the market got flooded, and they became completely worthless uh, because there That's was no so longer scarcity. Yeah. So – in 2000, the dot-com bubble burst, and so did the Beanie Baby bubble. Um, pets.com declared bankruptcy. Oh,
2: RIP, <laughs> Pets.com. We hardly knew ye.
3: And uh, the Beanie Baby's popularity completely waned. However, Ty was not affected by this because the entire Beanie Baby craze is based on resale value. So,
2: right. you know,
3: they all purchased those from Ty. He became a multi-multi-multi-billionaire the people then went about their own devices and were reselling them, creating this bubble of market themselves. So Thai Inc. was not really impacted except for the fact that beanie babies then were no longer being purchased.
2: Right. People were like, Um, who
3: cares, but they were doing just fine. Um, people lost quite a bit of money. Um, there's a documentary called bankrupted by beanies about this family. Um, this man planned on putting his five kids through college with the collection um but didn't resell in time so they lost over a hundred thousand dollars um yeah it's really sad and um but you know other people made quite a bit of cash especially those naperville ladies they definitely raked it in one person brought in like eight hundred thousand dollars one year from beanie babies um
2: mental i just can't pull in the it's 90s like, yeah that's it's like just 40 like... million dollars today <laughs> It's like the <laughs> art world. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's just creating like a fake like market. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like it's based on nothing.
3: Somebody called it, I was reading about it. They were like, it's a collective hallucination when you're in a bubble.
2: It's um, kind of like paper money, too. It, it's all really actually fake. I mean, regular money totally. isn't really, it's just paper, <laughs> whatever, um, metal.
3: Yeah. Ty Warner, meanwhile, just was fine. He was caught hoarding $107 million in offshore bank accounts, but I don't think that nobody cared. Um, he's worth $2.7 billion. <gasps> he's the, like the 878th <laughs> richest person on the earth.
2: Get the he, fuck out of here.
3: <laughs> he owns a fleet of luxury cars, a $153 million estate. Take that JLo, whose house is only worth 50 million. Um, He probably has, like, 70 bathrooms. Um, He has $41 million worth of rare art. I'd be curious to find out which ones he's got. Um, He also owns the Four Seasons Hotel in New York City. (laughs) What? Yeah. And you can rent or whatever. You can stay in the Ty Warner penthouse for $50,000 per night.
2: (laughs) That seems reasonable. And all of your, like, your French toast comes with, like, a little beanie baby stuffed inside of it. Just like the old days.
3: Yeah. So that is the rise and fall of Beanie Babies and the rise of a billionaire who was not impacted in any way by this psychotic tragedy.
2: Wow. <laughs> it is a psychotic tragedy, honestly. And I just did a little research <laughs> on my own while you were talking. Oh, uh, thanks for paying close attention to me no as No problem. I was you do it to me all the time. Uh, the number one most uh, popular and famous beanie baby of all time, although I'd never heard of this gentleman, is Large Wallace and his squad. So it's a large beanie, a giant beanie baby, and a bunch of tiny beanie babies that are all theirs. And it's worth $600,000 now on eBay.
3: I've never heard of that. But the thing is, is like, so the other thing I was reading about is that those really high inflated eBay prices that you can see are actually, they did some investigating and most of them are bogus. So that's not oh, actually the value of those. There's one. There's like an elephant that's pretty rare that you can get for like a couple hundred dollars now um, and maybe up to a thousand dollars, but that's about as high as they're going to go.
2: usually. you know, I have a real issue because for the past, I guess since 2015, I've been paying for a storage unit, as we mentioned, which is probably 75% troll. It's like a (laughs) troll hotel (laughs) filled with (laughs) old troll dolls because somewhere in the back of my mind I've been and I mean I I want to keep the trolls for sentimental reasons cuz my dad like once my parents got divorced I would go with him like every other Sunday we would always go to the mall and he I would always get a new troll. So to throw the trolls out is like and I'm not someone who like keeps things really I'm not overly sentimental but I cannot throw out the trolls. So the trolls How are staying many in the do hotel? have? Probably like 200. Oh my god. That's so <laughs> way too many fucking trolls, dude. Okay, but I was like I'll put them in storage. I'll pay 100 and whatever, $20 a month for the storage unit because one day these trolls will, I'll retire on these trolls and they're valueless. And I think I've probably drawn on some of them or nibbled their feet like I used to like to do to my barbies. I know I used to hair. draw on them too. Yeah. Like, I cut their hair. They totally. all have buzz cuts. Like mm-hmm. they have no limbs. And they're probably at this point melted into some kind of like troll rat king. So it's like. Oh, no. <laughs> That is terrifying. I know. it's I like really need to go look at the storage unit um, and just face my fear of trolls, which I have actually. I don't really like tro- like actual trolls. Like um, did you ever see Ernest scared stupid?
3: No, I never saw that one.
2: Okay. well, it it's it, like it's about trolls and it really scared me a lot. Um,
3: and I didn't know trolls were in that. That was a big t- time of year for the trolls.
2: Um, but they
3: they re you know, they sort of got more popular when they made those movies with Justin Timberlake, right?
2: Oh, that's interesting. You know what? I'm gonna get off the podcast right now. We're gonna take a break and I'm gonna Mm -hmm. uh, look on eBay and see if I can sell off this entire collection of highly sentimental trolls that my dead father bought me. Now, let's take a break. We'll come right back with more blazing hot bean content. Wait, hold on, Nicole. You never answered the question. Are there any beans and beanie babies? Yes, but not the edible kind. Okay, great. Now let's take a break.
1: (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. From the moment Root 11 dropped their first batch of chips back in the early days of 1992, they understood their destiny as a high-quality producer. Instead of succumbing to the frenzy of mass production, they took advantage of their small size and made chipping a personal art form. The payoff was immediate. An incredible potato chip. With a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. In this world of uncertainty that we live in, Root 11 potato chips believe comfort food can be just that. Know where your food comes from. To learn more, visit rt11.com.
2: And guess what, folks? We're back. My trolls, I have discovered, are completely valueless, as you would have probably <laughs> already assumed. <laughs> now, I'm also going to take you on a journey today, Nicole. Nicole. Uh, and I'm going to talk to you about another inedible bean. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to talk to you about the little, tiny, squirrely, hilarious Mexican jumping bean. They are hilarious. Oh, they provide hours and hours and hours of entertainment. <laughs> so I got this information mostly off from one article, which I was just really drawn in by the byline. Uh, one small leap, the enduring appeal of the Mexican jumping bean by Jake <laughs> Rosson for Mental plus. <laughs> it is a small leap he's absolutely right okay so mm-hmm. folks let's start off by uh breaking the bad news first a mexican jumping bean isn't really a bean it's a it's seed not. pod it's a seed a pod. seed pod it's just a With seed pod a little worm in there right Exact. that's exactly right so in the spring adult moths deposit their eggs into the flower of the yerba de flecha shrub <laughs> which is native to the mountains of northwestern mexico then the larva, they like nestle into the seed pod, falls off the tree, the larva is inside of them. Um, eventually they come out, they become a moth, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But before that, the, like the larva, like just move around in there and people think it's because like it, since it's in Mexico, it's quite hot. So they move around so it doesn't get too hot and like, that's how they live. But it twists and contorts itself and snaps around and it appears to be jumping hence the name mexican jumping bean
3: yeah did you ever have them when you were little
2: of course absolutely there was a joke store in my hometown well actually in the town next to me and um we get all kinds of things there like you know the like uh the thing that looks like it could be a sex toy like a pocket vagina but it's like a little water balloon that has like a hole in the middle and it keeps slipping through your hands those Um, are fun and smelly exactly silly putty as i mentioned earlier was there uh jacks uh cans of nuts that actually have like you know the snakes inside those are and risky yeah very risky and of course mexican jumping beans so,
3: so do you do those sorts of stores don't exist anymore probably on like in brick and mortar form
2: I don't think so. And that's unfortunate because this place was great. I forget what it was called, but they also had like, you know, all kinds of like penny candy and like other like little things. I don't know. It's very sad that we don't have like, I don't know, still regular stores anymore run by working (laughs) class people. (laughs) It's really a problem, huh? Yeah. It's a big problem. Now let's move and talk about that folks. We want to talk to you today (laughs) about (laughs) the shrinking of the middle and lower class. Okay. Um, so, blah, blah, blah. the freakish seeds are known as Mexican jumping beans. So, as they describe in this article, they are part novelty item and part entomology lesson. And they've been a <laughs> staple of street vendors, carnival workers, and comic book ads for nearly a century.
3: Oh, right. I forgot that you could buy them out of the back of a comic book, like those um, the little shrimp things. What are those called?
2: What shrimp things?
3: They're... They're actual little shrimp. Oh, they're like sea monkeys. Oh, sea monkeys!
2: Yeah. Yes! Evil little sea monkeys. Sea monkeys always <laughs> scared me. I was like, what are these things? They're shrimp pe- People would, <laughs> like, drink them, and then they would get, like, really sick. I don't know. I'm, a- I'm against sea monkeys. People Folks- drank them? Yes. I knew many kids who ate sea monkeys and got very sick. Why? They're just shrimps. I mean, because they're full of bacteria. <laughs> okay. Don't I do mean, you drink old. them
3: that's so kids are so stupid it's a miracle kids, that any of them make it past childhood
2: i know kids are so so stupid i mean really really dumb when i was younger um i had to go to the hospital once because i shoved like so many pennies up each one of my nostrils and my parents Ooh. couldn't get them out and then i also swallowed a few pennies
3: you were really obsessed with pennies i hate the way pennies taste i don't understand we also there was a really mean nickname that we had for one of my middle school classmates and her nickname was sweaty pennies because that's what she smelled like in gym class
2: oh that is really really mean i know i just had
3: that recovered memory i just forgot about it
2: yeah for our children listeners out there bullying is not cool and adults (laughs) (laughs) and adults stop stop it um okay so a man by the name of Joaquin Hernandez is credited with popularizing them in the 1940s. And then in the 1960s, a woman by the name of Joy Clement, who worked for Charpital Novelties, notices the beans after her husband, brings him home from a business trip to try to distract her from the fact that he was probably cheating on her the whole time he was away. <laughs> He's like, look, look at these beans. Look over here. as he, like, Maybe they washes have an open of his underwear. Perhaps. <laughs> who knows? So... uh. She was like confused at first. She's like, what, Why do people like these? What are you trying to distract me from, uh, mm-hmm. Pete? And then she's like, I get it now. So she distributes them. And between 1962 and 1994, she ships somewhere between three and five million um, of them each year.
3: And I don't know she if that's sh-
2: individual beans or like packs. I'm assuming packs of beans. Probably know, like, packs. How are they packs? Because she
3: had like a deal with like a big market, like yeah. a big box.
2: KB Toys. KB Toys, okay. Yeah. Seems really like from an ads and markets perspective, like they won't even let you bring fucking cheese back from France, okay? Like I don't understand how like KB mm-hmm. Toys is selling like live animals.
3: <laughs> right.
2: And just were, they small.
3: were they smuggled across the border or <laughs> like.
2: I, I don't think so, but it's still, if you stop and think about it, that means like they're just transporting like. Like butterfly larvae or moth larvae.
3: Yeah. And are they Mexico. an invasive species? Exactly. I mean, it seems
2: of, really weird.
3: Yeah. Well, most of them probably just die and don't get to be their full of potential as moths.
2: Well, thank the Lord for that. But I'm a little bit angry that, like, you know, I can't bring back like a fucking banana from vacation yet. Like, <laughs> I don't even like bananas. I'm glad I can't <laughs> bring them back. But you know what I mean? And like it's really all, weird, all these he brought
3: beans. back a banana. It's from really a problem. to Connecticut.
2: <laughs> all his little little beans just starting a problem. Just kidding. Yeah, there's no
3: regulation across the border.
2: Yeah, exactly. Where's Steven Seagal when you need him? Am I right? <laughs> um, okay, so then this next section is titled Bean Panic. Um, there have been there issues with um, marketing caterpillars for novelty purposes. As I'm about to illustrate my point earlier about these being evil, here we go. A UPS (laughs) driver once grew nervous that he was transporting transporting a rattlesnake thanks to a shipment of particularly active beans. Uh, Another time, a bomb squad had to be called, I guess this has happened a couple times, in at least two occasions because the noise prompted an airport worker to believe there was a ticking explosive inside. Alas, (laughs) it was just beans. Um, Carlsbad, California... A U.S. postal worker delivering mail in Carlsbad reported a ticking package to authorities and turned out to be something entirely unexpected, police say Sunday. I don't know, this must have been like 25 years ago. Several (laughs) homes were evacuated and residents were warned to stay away as investigators block off uh, the 3600 block of Glen Avenue around 3.20 p.m. to investigate a ticking package. When the package was opened, the feared bomb turned out to be nothing more than Mexican quote, jumping beans. Really said. funny,
3: though, because someone opened that with, like, a total bomb outfit on, you know? They wear, like, the, that protective gear.
2: Yes, I, I do, yeah, and they're like, what is it? They're like, it's just a bunch of tiny Mexican jumping beans. It's fine. He's
3: like, man, I feel like an idiot in this outfit.
2: <laughs> I'm so hot in here, also. <laughs> um, so, anyway, they're harmless, and buying them as toys is probably not harmful to the caterpillar inside, though the standard disclaimer warns owners not to eat the beans. A police sergeant, uh, a cab in Santa Barbara, found out the hard way. After taking his nightly <laughs> prescription pills, he feels an odd sensation and went to the hospital. After the physicians pumped his stomach, he noticed that he had accidentally consumed Mexican jumping beans.
3: So they were um, just like in his prescription box, like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah, they were on his bedside.
2: <laughs> yeah, They were on his bedside table. He was being amused by them until he accidentally ate them a police Hmm. sergeant I don't know what a
3: sergeant is is that like a high rank?
2: I don't know but it's a police (laughs) and that just further validates my point that these people are completely fucking useless they eat Mexican jumping beans do I need more proof that we should defund the motherfucking police give me a break Um, you can't trust people that eat Mexican jumping beans by accident am I right? But you can trust people who eat them on purpose. (laughs) Yes, of course. If you're eating them on purpose, okay, you're hungry, you're curious, whatever, by accident. (laughs) Um, Okay, be careful. Uh, Oh, okay. So now to the best part. Some Amazon reviews of Mexican jumping beans, in which I was fairly disappointed to find that most people had only wonderful things to say about Mexican jumping beans. (laughs) And this person was not good at caring for them. Quote, be careful watering these guys. I drowned in my, I drowned mine. Uh, the instructions were very clear not to immerse them in, in water, but I wasn't paying attention and I killed <laughs> many, but not all of them. Otherwise, they are quite alive and you may find yourself treating them like pets. Um, okay. Mine kept me company on my desk, rattling away in their little boxes until I killed them. This person <laughs> is a monster.
3: <laughs> <laughs> until
2: one day I killed the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, until my murderous rage took over completely and I killed all of them with a tiny knife. <laughs> i'm now on the lamb. a time to write this amazon review really quick ironically i was arrested by the cop who ate a bunch of mexican jumping beans what a world (laughs) in a shocking turn of events (laughs) um very cool they really do move uh this review is from (laughs) september 10th 2020 on amazon.com There were five plastic containers with five beans in each, and all the beans have been moving nonstop since they arrived two weeks ago. I have never seen jumping beans before, and I brought these as entertainment for my cats. (laughs) Um, Okay, they were only interested for a few seconds, but I brought these along for a weekend with my friends, and they were great entertainment and good for a few laughs. It's best to keep them in the containers when not in use, as they may slowly, slowly jump away from you.
3: Slowly, slowly.
2: They did slowly twice. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Actually, I misquoted. They said they may slowly very slowly jump away from you. <laughs> That's beautiful. It was well written. However, if I like pick up my friend for if I go pick up you, pick up you. If I went to go pick you up for a weekend away, a fabulous weekend in the country, And instead of bringing like sparkling wine or like, I don't know, maybe a little weed or some kind of something fun to do, you brought a bunch of fucking Mexican jumping beans to entertain us. I'd be really upset with you. And I would I would push you out of the car while it was still going.
3: That's a good idea. Yep, definitely wait until you're driving
2: to ask what someone brought for the trip so that if they say the wrong thing, you can murder them. Yeah, you just push them right out of their car or use the tiny, tiny knife you bought to murder (laughs) your jumping beans with. And use Death by
3: a thousand paper cuts. Am I right? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, here's the thing also about the other person. Well, this is the same person, but I don't think you're supposed to like, I guess if you keep them in the package, it's fine, but the cats could like eat them. And I don't think that would be good.
2: Yeah. It just seems like I, the whole thing is so strange. I don't have a cat, but if I did, I don't know that like, I would be like, Oh, I, w- I bet I should get it some Mexican jumping beans. It just wouldn't really occur to me. <laughs> Okay. This person really likes them. Uh, Oh, we loved them. They were jumping around and so happy. Uh, About four (laughs) weeks later, they all died. But in those four (laughs) weeks, we had the best time with our Mexican jumping beans. We gave each other a, we gave each bean a name and gave it a daily shower, but now they're all dead. Sort of sad. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I never knew you were supposed to water them when I was a kid. We never watered ours and they all definitely died. You're not supposed to feed it after midnight either. We've all seen the movie, the gremlins. Right. Um, And then this one coming in from Jesse, who I can only assume is my ex, Jesse. Um, He's a notorious jumping bean hater. Um, (laughs) And this is reviewed April 5th. I'm sorry. uh, uh, St. Patrick's day, 2020. So (laughs) on the first day of the plague, This person writes, uh, three were not jumping, two days later, they're all dead. Not happy, don't buy, seven thumb down emojis, what a (laughs) waste of money. (laughs) And that's it. That's all I know about Mexican jumping beans. They seem cute, but also uh, gross.
3: Does it say where Jesse was at? Like, What part of the play was happening to him when he wrote the seven thumbs down?
2: He had <laughs> no idea
3: what was about to come next. He was so angry about the jumping beans. He had so much else to be upset about the
2: I know. He's just like, I just can't believe this. This is the worst thing that's ever fucking happened to me. And then, you know what? Joke's on you, Jesse, because you got stuck in your motherfucking house for three months with a bunch of dead Mexican jumping beans. Mm-hmm. Just laughing at you from beyond the grave. <laughs> Haunted by dead jumping beans locked in the house alone he like wakes up in the night there's like a rattle 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 he's like i thought you guys were dead
3: (laughs) yeah it's like jacob marley in the christmas story
2: (laughs) the ghost of a thousand dead mexican jumping beans haunting you throughout quarantine
3: (laughs) also i'm just i'm still laughing at the first of all people who write amazon reviews at all i i'm amazed that they exist but the person who's like entire like Review took a turn where they're like, "There's so much fun. We gave them a shower. Now they're dead. Kind of sad <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. It's just like it's so interesting. It's like honestly, <laughs> I, I kind of just took it as like, you know, whatever. I didn't take it seriously when I was researching it, but now, like going back to it, I'm like, this is a really interesting look at humanity on how people yeah. will attach to almost anything, including a Mexican jumping bean. You know, a moth larva. A moth larva. And like buy it for their pets and their children, their freaking grandchildren. They name them. I mean, it's. They're weekend away. Yeah, they're weekend away. I mean, it's like very <clears throat> pathetic, but also it's like very beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a
3: true, beautiful, wonderful story. Now look at humanity.
2: I kind of want to write like a short story about it or like a short film. Definitely not That's- a long film. I'm not sure it could really fill like a two hour. <laughs> Feature. I mean, yeah. that
3: woman's review is a film right there about You're taking happy? them on a the trip. No, the one where they get them, they're having a great time. They're showering together,
2: and then they die. Yeah, it is it's really like it's just like <laughs> a little like you know, a little vignette of of everyday life, yeah, uh, of the pain and struggle we all go through, attaching to things we love just to see them die right in front of our eyes and then come back to haunt us when we're Mm -hmm. trapped inside because there's a deadly plague
3: yeah it's like (sighs) when you play the sims game sometimes your partner will die and then they'll just come back as a ghost and live in your house with you and scare you
2: yes that's right i don't know about the sims but this sounds accurate Mm -hmm. it's true
3: i had a really long period during covid where i was playing sims like literally all day long and i had to delete the game because i was like i think this is bad (laughs)
2: Sometimes it's important to take the thing that's, like, absorbing your energy and your attention and just, like, throw it in the trash. Much like I've done to, like, dating apps after being on them for, like, one week. <laughs> like, no thanks. You just threw your anymore. phone right in the trash. Yeah, it's like I can't see another guy named Todd at, like, his friend's wedding it's, or holding a fish. It's too much. Um, so... <laughs> Anyway, Nicole, I'm so interested, as is our listener, to what your top three favorite bean things are. Now it do, like doesn't even have to be food. It could be Mr. Well, bean.
3: I don't know what bean things are. Um things, they're... inspired by beans. <laughs> I once had a beanie baby that was the pig, the pink pig, um, but it didn't have a tag on it, so it was worthless. Um... I really enjoy um, a bean and cheese pupusa.
2: Ah, delicious.
3: um, Which I haven't had since I moved back to this hellish state. Um, They have them here. I just haven't gotten any. And I also
2: like, I don't know. I don't know. That's it. I only have two. You only like two things with beans. And I don't believe that because I know you to be a bean lover.
3: I'm on the spot. We ordered, Last week, we listed all of our food bean things. Again, no, we like, didn't.
2: Already. We didn't list any food bean things. Mm-mm. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. That was in the secret episode, folks. This is a secret. That was in the episode that we recorded and then deleted. We have not named our favorite bean things.
3: No. Oh, okay. Well, then, sure. I like black bean that you can put them in brownies, substitute to make them fat-free. Very mm. um,
2: Jessica Seinfeld of you.
3: Yes, she would love that. She probably is one who told me about it. Um, and I love black bean soup.
2: Mmm! sour cream on top? A
3: little cilantro, mm-hmm. maybe? Also, I gotta say, Panera Bread has a really good black bean soup. You heard it here first, folks. It's good. Wow.
2: And this show is brought to you by Big Panera Bread. <laughs> Come in today to try their black bean bread bowl.
3: Um, I also like baked beans. I like beans and wingies. Haven't had that in probably 30 years, but I would be willing to have that again if someone wanted to
2: make it for me. That's a comfort food. I haven't had that in a long time either.
3: I prefer my baked beans to be cold, and this I learned when I was living with my parents last year horrified my father because he only eats his beans, his baked beans hot.
2: I mean, I like anything cold for the most part. I just chatted earlier today to someone about how cold eggplant parm is like My number one favorite food in all the land, probably. It's really up there. Yeah, that's good. Or like cold lasagna or any cold pasta. Cold lasagna is great.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cold pasta is great. Yes. Cold pasta is maybe better than hot pasta. Take that. Hot, big hot pasta.
3: (laughs) Take that, big boiling water.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Take that, Italy, you stupid boot. Um, Okay. Bean things that I love are, beside Mr. Bean... Um, the hottest, the people Magazine's sexiest man alive, 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I love now, are we, can, are we, do we consider like a string bean, a bean? Yes. It has bean right in the name. Okay. I love like long cooked stream, be- string beans or Romano beans that you mm-hmm. cook down with like lemon juice and tomato and butter and like some herbs and shallots. Delicious. That's like so fabulous. I love a good old-fashioned just pot of beans that you put on, like some nice broth, some savories, some garlic, glugs mm-hmm. of olive oil. That's delicious. That's a staple around my home. I'm hugely in favor of that. And then all, I love, uh, I like cassoulet. I almost never have it, but it is so fantastic and delicious. And I just like really love refried, like good refried beans. Mm-hmm dunking a tortilla chip in there and then putting like a little bit of hot sauce, a little sour cream on that motherfucker. Yeah. Putting it right in the old mouth. You've got to put it That's literally what I had for dinner last night. That's bean nice. Beans. I'm jelly. It was good. Uh, and bean jelly also delicious. And you know, Mexican jumping beans if prepared correctly, um,
3: mm-hmm. by a
2: police sergeant are also very good. If you extract the moth larva and then just cook
3: the seed pod, probably yeah, fine. crunchy and then crunchy.
2: have you ever eaten bugs are you a bug guy no i mean i'm I'm sure unconsciously you have eaten a lot of bugs
3: yes i'm sure i've unconsciously eaten many bugs but consciously no i have not
2: i don't have any problem with it but i'm not seeking it out you know what i mean like if i'm if i was somewhere when they're like oh here's some like deep fried crickets or something
3: i just hate crickets though so i don't want to like crunch them up in my mouth
2: yeah crickets are just like very scary to me. They remind me a little bit of like tiny, tiny frogs.
3: Mm-hmm, yeah, because they hop them. I, I get crickets it. in my basement in the summer and they're annoying because they chirp constantly
2: until they die. That's very rude of them, disturbing your sleep. All right, folks. Well, thank you very much for coming to part two of the Beena. So just when you thought you couldn't take another bite of beans, here you went and they were cold. And I hope you liked mm. them. <laughs> Nicole, thank you for your riveting content. Now, anyone who has a Beanie Baby that they're looking to sell or appraise, please send them to Nicole. Her address is... Nicole, you want to give your address? Oh, no. Okay, great. So thank you so much, <laughs> and <also> hasta <laughs> la pasta. Bye-bye. Life's Banquet is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, Heritage Radio Network. Dot org or connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network.